0: Well, there was a fisherman in Galilee 2,000 years ago that had no idea what God had in store for his life when he said yes to Jesus and started walking with him as one of the first disciples. Uh, Peter ended up being a part of a small group of people that changed the course of world history, and Peter wrote the book that we're studying in the Bible right now. So if you think, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I have enough to start with here, Lord, like what do you want to do with my life? Remember Peter. Now in our series here on First Peter, we're talking about the challenge Peter gave to those first century Christians that no matter what would happen in their world, in our world, we should never give up faith. And Peter even goes so far as to suggest that when problems happen, when pressure comes, when catastrophe strikes, when persecution is upon us, that's the moment we lean toward our faith and strengthen our faith all the more. Peter said, as we studied last week, that testing is what refines our faith and purifies it. Now, the way we're breaking down our study of this uh, is just to kind of ask some different questions. When you face oppression, when you face pressure or heat in your life, what do you do? Do you keep believing? Do you, what do you ask God for? What do you focus on? Today we're going to zero in on that. What do we focus on? I don't know about you, but when I face high pressure situations, my temptation is to lose focus altogether and panic right? And, and whether that's, you know, some sort of society-wide problem or whether that's a very personal problem, pressure usually doesn't help me focus. Peter calls us to that. When the pressure's on, remember who you are. Remember what God saved you to do. Remember the bigger picture, the kingdom that you're a part of. When the pressure's on, that's when you have to focus so just remembering a little bit of the context remember the book of first peter was written from rome right around the time that the city of rome caught on fire 64 a.d we don't know if the book was penned just before this or just after the fire Uh, either way the political winds were already blowing in the direction of persecution against christians and we learned last week that the emperor of the time, Nero, used that fire in Rome to unleash a whole range of torturous persecutions on the church by blaming Christians for setting the fires. Now, there's a lot of history behind that, and Christians weren't to blame for the fires, um, and some even say there might have been aspects of, you know, some government involvement there in setting them. So, I mean, it was a, there was all sorts of conspiracy theory swirling around this, but for Nero, who hated Christianity, it was the perfect opportunity to blame Christians and then excuse all of those terrible uh, events that we talked about last week. Now, Peter was there during this time. I don't know if Peter was in the city when the fire happened, but he was there, he was around, Um, And if you think, if you were Nero and you were trying to defeat the church, you were trying to end Christianity and wipe out followers of Jesus, sure, you would unleash the persecution, but wouldn't you love to capture some of the leaders? Wouldn't you love to make an example out of those leaders uh, and cut the whole thing off that way? So the fire happened in July of 64. Peter was captured in October of 64. And sadly, he had been teaching the church, he'd been communicating the gospel, he started in Galilee, he helped lead the church in Jerusalem. Somehow between the end of the narrative that is recorded in the book of Acts for us about Peter and then this event, he gets to Rome, he's still sharing the gospel, he's captured and you know the story, Uh, Peter was crucified uh, in Rome in October of 64, The only difference between his crucifixion and that of Jesus is that they crucified Peter upside down at his request because he didn't feel worthy to be killed in the same manner as the Lord. So when Peter writes this book of 1 Peter to us, this is not theory, this is not far away possibility. He's talking about standing up for your faith under pressure when he and everyone around him is under immense pressure. And we're reading the words of a man who just a few months likely after this book was written gave his life for the faith that he's talking to us about. So go to 1 Peter chapter 1 and we'll start today reading in verse 13. What should we focus on when the pressure's on, when the persecution comes, when the world turns dark? He says, prepare your minds for action. And exercise self control. Put all your hope in the gl- gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the Scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. So Peter says to these people who might have been tempted to panic, who might have seen the world turning against them, he says, no, no, this is a moment not to fall back into who you used to be. That's the empty way of life. That's what you were saved from. That's what God pulled you out of. Now is the time to focus on what you're here for. You have been called to be holy. The word holy means set apart for special use. So even though the world is growing dark, you have a calling that transcends whatever darkness is around you. You're called to be holy the way God is holy. He has set you apart for a purpose. Don't lose sight of that. Then Peter continues, verse 17. And remember that the heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. Remember, these people, obviously, they lived in the Roman Empire. Peter's writing to people who are in modern-day Turkey over in Asia Minor. They're hearing the news of all the terrible things that are happening. They're probably scared. They're worried. They're wondering, can their faith hold? Remember, all of them are essentially new believers this time. And so Peter's saying to them, Look, we know, like you look around you, you don't feel at home. Even though your house is over there, you don't fit in. You're a part of a different kingdom, not this earthly one. You're a temporary resident here. Verse 18 For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty way of life you inherited from your ancestors. It was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was with the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God. And you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth, so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart, for you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Interesting coming from a man whose life was about to quickly end, his earthly life that is. But Peter knew whether he would live a few more months or many more years, his real life, his real investment was vested with God. Everything of value that he was looking forward to was not about some earthly comfort or retirement or having it all work out nicely. Instead, he had everything invested in eternity. He was looking forward to that. It says, your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living Word of God. As the Scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the Word of the Lord remains forever. And that Word is the good news that was preached to you. So we look at this text and we say, wow, when I'm facing challenges, financial, health, family challenges, work challenges, or when our society is facing challenges, when we sense darkness gathering, when we know that the future is uncertain and murky and maybe a lot more negative than we're prepared for. We see that on earth, we could panic. We could let our focus become all about ourselves. Or we could could recognize that everything in this world is going to pass away. What we have is eternity in front of us. We have a relationship with God and a purpose for our lives that transcends this world. So we look to that. We live for that. We don't put our hope in the things that we see around us. Chapter 2, verse 1. So get rid of all evil behavior. Think, if this is where we're at, you don't have time for the trivialities of evil. You don't have time to mess around with sin. You set that aside and live for your purpose. Be done, the Scripture says, with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness calling all of us to look up. In the moment when we're most tempted to look down, to get discouraged, depressed, angry, fearful, that's when we look up and we say, Lord, I see your purpose for me is not about what's about to happen on earth. It's about your eternal calling for me. And so in every moment that I have, I want to be faithful. In every opportunity I have, I want to take it, I want to maximize it, knowing my days on earth are a fleeting thing, they're like grass in the field, they're like a flower that looks nice today, tomorrow you can't even find where it is. Lord, I'm living for eternity, not for this temporary passing life. So to kind of summarize this, I want to break this down into three categories, three focus points for you to take home and pray about this week. Here's the first one. Focus on your new identity in Christ. When the world is going the wrong direction, you focus in on what God has called you to be, who God has called you to become, and where you're going. You realize your identity is far more tied to Jesus, to his holiness, to his purpose, than it is to anything in this world. The second focus point is to focus on God's eternal purpose for your life and realize that what you're doing every day, if all it's doing is adding up to something on earth, then it will also pass away and all of your life's work will be for naught. But instead, if you say, Lord, everything I do, I want to do it for your glory, Everything I do, I want it to count for eternity. I want it to be a part of what you saved me for. I'm a temporary resident here. My eternal home is with you. You focus on that. You wake up in the morning and you live that focus. That will change the steps that you take in your day. And then here's the third one. Focus on growing your practice of holiness. This is where he says, you know, if this is all true... Get rid of the evil behavior, deceit, jealousy. Uh, why, why have that as a part of your life? You were called to so much more. There's bigger things to think about. And, and don't let your life be swept up in the worries of the moment. You turn on the news and you get worried. So you turn that off and you go over to social media and you see more news and you get more worried. Then you see what's happening in your own life. You get more worried. that's not the focus of what God has called you to be. You set that aside and you live for eternity. He says you crave the nourishment that comes from God. You crave the spiritual milk that will help you grow into the fullness of your salvation. You say we've tasted God's kindness. We know that there's good things ahead. And so instead of worrying about the things of this life, we set our focus on eternity. When we go through trials, personally or together, this is what we'll have to remember. When the heat turns up, don't give up. Instead, focus in. Here's a charge I want to offer to you, and then we'll pray about it, and we'll ask for God's help to live these bold words. You are set apart by God for His eternal purposes. Live for him to the fullest. Maximize every moment that you have on earth. What's coming next is going to be amazing. So let's ask for God's help to live that way starting right now. Lord, you've given us such an amazing heritage of faith to look back on and see people like Peter who not only wrote words like what we're reading today, but lived them to the maximum. Lord, some of us in this room are facing pressure right now. And as a result of that pressure, we've thought about walking away from our faith. We've thought about giving up. Lord, would you call us to this right perspective? The only reason we'd give up on faith is if our faith is earth-bound and earth-facing, but when we see the bigger picture, we know that our faith is for moments of pressure. And if anything, that pressure will make our faith stronger. Lord, if we face corporate challenges in the days ahead, national challenges, global challenges community challenges would you give us this perspective help us to resolve in our hearts ahead of time not to be surprised when the things of this world go the wrong direction but to use those as reminders that this is not our home and we will not find our purpose looking merely at the things of this earth you've called us to so much more you have promised us so much more We want to take our next step, our step out of this room, our step into our car, our step off with our families, our steps into our career or school tomorrow. Wherever you call us, whatever we do, we want those steps to count for eternity. So Lord, help us to live what this text is teaching us We look forward, Lord, to the great reward that awaits those who've lived faithful lives. I ask for myself, for my family, for all my friends here, that we would be among those who have lived faithful lives. So we commit this to you in Jesus' name, amen. We'll go in the peace of Jesus today. Keep reading 1 Peter for yourself and we'll see you next week.